What is a cowboy? It's not about hats and horses. Cowboy's about courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And when you put those things together, it spells Christ. And that's what being a true cowboy is all about, riding for the Lord. My name's Kevin Weatherby, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. You just sit back, grab you a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride with the Lord. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We have been working on uh, the Trinity blueprint. And what I mean by that is looking at the uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and how we can use um, that time, or that time, that illustration of the relationship between the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how we can apply that to different things. We applied it to our, our heart. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And how if our mind is focused on what our heart believes, and our body is focused on what our, our uh, mind believes, that everything just falls into perfect union. Then last week we talked about uh, the church, of how Christ is the head of the church, and then you have church leadership, and then you have congregation. And we've been applying this just, if this is the first time you're here, just like a, a, a ranch. You have your cowboy that makes all the decisions, and then you have your horse that the cowboy works right along with for everything, and then you have your cattle that do what the horse, uh, what the horse tells them to, according to what the cowboy's telling it to. Today, I need your prayers, because today we're going to talk about marriage. And we're going to be studying, yeah, and uh, we're going to be studying that passage that makes all men go, yeah, and all the women go, you're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> today we're going to talk about family Whenever I was a pastor at the Pecos County Cowboy Church in Fort Stockton, Texas, if you've ever, most preachers and their families on Sunday mornings getting ready for church, you're not even Christian till like 9.30. And one day, uh, my wife, and this is just the way men think, my wife comes out and I was going over my sermon, and in that sermon I was telling a, a story about a wild cow or something like that. And she comes out in this dress that she had made for herself. And I mean, guys, she looked good in it, and, and she had done a fantastic job. It was, it was cowboy, and it was Holstein print. And she walks in and she goes, how do I look? And I said, you look like a cow. <laughs> I did not mean it like that. She looked beautiful. That girl would look beautiful in a feed sack. But anyway, have y'all ever got that look? I went to backpedaling like I was in the ring with a with the Mexican fighting bull. I, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that, honey. You look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to talk about why men do the things that they do and why women do the things that they do and how God made us so different and how we can learn how women 
how their minds work and how men can learn how their minds work. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> and women, there's a reason that we act the way we do. It's just the cowboy in you. No, not really. Not really. Ladies, let, let me explain men first. The complex creatures that we are. <laughs> the way our mind works is kind of like a toolbox. Okay? We're fixers. Don't, it, it's, I know it drives y'all crazy when you come and want to talk to us. And, the, and what we want to do is we want to open up our toolbox, drag out our hammers or our crescent wrenches, and fix everything. And you're like, I'm not telling you to fix it. I just need you to listen. I can't do that. I need to fix something. But it's like a toolbox. Okay, And when we have that toolbox, the way a, mind, a man's mind operates is we can only have, we've got thousands of toolbox, one for each different area of our life. And we can have that toolbox open, and we can be working, and we can be concentrating, and we can be focused. But if it's not in the toolbox, we can't hear it. Okay, We can't switch from this toolbox to this toolbox and back and forth. We are very, very uh, specific-minded. Some of the toolboxes that, that we have, uh, you know, we've got our work toolbox. I know that whenever I'm working, whether it be um, yesterday we were getting ready, I've got, I've got a colt coming in tomorrow, and we were doing a little bit of cleanup and stuff like that, getting things ready for him. And I was sitting there, and I was working, and finally I heard, Dad! And I heard, honey, all at the same time, they had been talking to me and asking me questions, and I was just flat oblivious to everything because I was in that mode. We have our work toolbox. We have our play toolbox. We have our TV toolbox. Did you say something? Never mind. Okay. Why don't you leave it on one channel? I do, for two seconds. <laughs> We've got our sports toolbox. It, it, it happened at the game the other night. I'm engrossed in the game, and Christy's saying something to me. I was like, were you saying something? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> we can't just leave all of our tools in our toolbox open whenever it comes time for us to go to something else. There's like a shutdown process like you do on a computer. You go, okay, shut down, and it says Windows is shutting down. In order for us to go from one thought process to the next thought process, we have to pull all our tools back right where they go, close the drawers, close the toolbox up, and then we can open up the listen and talk to our wife toolbox. We actually have one of those, believe it or not. It's not a very big toolbox. <laughs> In our toolbox is Butte and Ace that we administer to ourselves. Mainline me, Steph. <laughs> but there's... We're nearly useless if we don't have the right toolbox open. Unless there's an emergency. There is an emergency override button that God gave us. If we are in one toolbox and there is an emergency, we can jump out of it. But yeah, it, has to, it has to be something dire. But there's one toolbox in particular 
that just drive y'all women crazy. We have a nothing toolbox. There is absolutely nothing in it. We will not allow anything in it. Unlike women, men actually have a toolbox, and it's the one that we prefer. What are you thinking about? Nothing. You've got to be thinking about something. Nope. What about this? Are you thinking about this? Nope. You've got to be thinking. And it just goes on, and it just drives y'all crazy. And, and, and what, what aggravates y'all is that it's an actual toolbox. It, it has a shutdown procedure also. We can't just flop from one to the other. So I've told you about us. Now, guys, let me tell you about women. If I'm not here next Sunday, you will know what happened. Please put on my epitaph, God bless him, he tried. <laughs> Women's minds work like a roll of barbed wire. And what I mean by that is whenever you have a roll of barbed wire, every little barb is touching another little uh, string of wire that is touching another string of wire that is touching another string of wire. It is all interconnected. There is no subject that is not tied intimately to another subject in some form or fashion. As her thought process unrolls, like a roll of barbed wire, it will pick up all sorts of things as it stretches out. Kids leads to money, and money leads to butter, and butter reminds her of snow, and the snow reminds her of the pretty rock she found when she was two. As that roll of barbed wire unrolls, that snow and butter and rocks makes her think of your driving. And she'll bring it up, she'll say, uh, you know, she'll, you'll be talking and you're, you're driving and, and she's like, I need to talk to you about, uh, about some money issues, okay? You're driving too fast. I thought we were going to talk about money. We are. And your driving leads to your sleeping habits. And you, you can say, I, I, thought we, I thought we were talking about my driving. We are. That'll lead to your eating habits. I, I thought, you're not listening. That'll lead to your friends. And by now, we have, we have jumped in the back and we have opened our nothing toolbox. Your friends will lead to your mother. And then we get to our nothing box. Whatever you do, men, as this five-mile thought process unrolls and it picks up, if you've ever unrolled barbed wire, it'll pick up sacks, it'll pick up weeds, it'll... It just, you never know what's going to be in this line as it, as it comes out. But once she gets it tied off and you're talking about something, I assure you the worst thing in the world that you can do is to walk up there and cut the barbed wire. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been stringing fence and it breaks way up there and you're down here, what happens? <laughs> it comes and, and you're dead. You're dead. So how do we apply this to the Trinity blueprint? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 28 says this, But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. Do we believe that? Guys, 
This isn't just, I know that we've got a lot of single people here today. This isn't just about married couples. You need to know this. Kids, you need to know this. Um, Husbands, we need to know this. And wives, you need to know this too. The Trinity blueprint, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the way that we apply that, the Bible says, is the husband is the head of the house. I didn't make that up, women. You cannot like it or anything. And, and, but we're going to explain exactly what the responsibilities for that are. And I guarantee you, it's not a very enviable position. The wife follows the husbands and the kids follow both. Wives in Ephesians chapter 5. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul lays out what the responsibilities and the duties and stuff like that are for husbands and wives. And the only reason I start with wives is because Paul started there. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 through 24 says, Wives, willfully follow your husbands as you do the Lord. And the Bible actually doesn't say that, okay? I changed something, not trying to add to or take away from the Word of God, but folks, the word submit has taken such a negative connotation, that's exactly what it means, just like uh, the church is supposed to submit to the will of God and follow God's leading, that's what wives are supposed to do with their husbands. Wives, willfully follow your husbands as you do the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church willfully follows Christ, so also wives should willfully follow their husbands in everything. Pretty simple, pretty hard. Willfully follow. doesn't mean that you're always going to agree, but husbands, let's talk to you first because the responsibility lays on, lies in your part. Starting in verse 25, a husband should love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. He made the church holy by the power of his word and he made it pure by washing it with water. Christ did this so that he would have a glorious and holy church without faults, spots, or wrinkles or any other flaws. Husbands, you should love your wives as much as Christ loved the church. See, we, we want, as, as husbands and in today's day and age, we want to throw out that submit, submit. You know what? She can't submit to you unless you're following God and unless you love her as much as Christ loved the church. The problems in today's day and age we'll talk about in just a second. In the same way, a husband should love his wife as much as he loves himself. A husband who loves his wife shows that he loves himself. If you can't love your wife with all of your heart and soul, you don't love yourself and you definitely have a hard time loving God. The responsibility, man, starts with you. It is our responsibility as the God-given head of the household to show the love of Christ to our wives, not to sit there and point our fingers and talk about submitting and following. A simple explanation of how marriage should work is this. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, take care of your husband. And I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. There's a problem in this. Husbands are awesome, or at least I would hope they are. Most men are very, very good at taking care of their wives. They go out. We work. 
we provide food, we provide housing, we provide transportation, we provide protection. We do all of this stuff to take care of our wives. How many times, husbands, have you gone out and you just bushed your tail trying to provide a good life for your wife, and then when she gets home, she's upset about something, and you throw it out there, well, haven't you seen everything that I do for you? It happens all the time. But you know what? God told us to love our wives. Wives are better at loving their husbands instead of taking care of them. Wives will kiss you goodbye. Wives will tell their husbands how much they love them. Hold their hand. They'll spend hours wanting to talk. They'll write love letters. Send them a text. I was thinking about you today. I missed you. Wives are awesome at loving their husbands. But see, we've got it backwards. Men, what we're trying to do is we are trying to get our wives, the things that we do by taking care of them, wives, we're trying to show you what we need, what makes us tick. And wives, y'all are showing your husbands what you need. But whenever you get those two things backwards, things start to unravel. It's easier to give what you want than to receive, but that's not what the Bible tells us to do. Let me ask you a question. Wives... What would you be willing to do? What would you be willing to do if your husband doted on you like you were the only woman on earth and like you were the most delicate flower and the prettiest thing that had ever been created? When he looked at you, he, his eyes got lost. Remember whenever you were first started dating? And he would look at you and he wanted to spend all of his time with you and all of that. What would happen if 20 years from now, husbands, we treated our wives like this? I guarantee you, things would be a lot better for you guys. (laughs) Husbands, what would you be willing to do if your wife took care of you like you were the king of the castle? Girls, you might be pleased by those results. Because what happens is, when guys, when you love your wives like Christ loved the church, and you devoted everything to your wives, she'll follow you. Why? Because God instilled that in her. And wives, if you will follow your husbands, if you will take care of your husbands, and I'm not saying become a slave where you know he shouts and you come running with a glass of tea. I think we're all mature enough to know that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about having a loving relationship. But why, uh, husbands, if you will just love your wives, and wives, if you will just take care of your husbands, tell them how much you support them. Take care of them. That gets the ball rolling in the right direction. When we don't have this blueprint, this Trinity blueprint, things start falling apart. I want you to think about a rope. When we don't do what the Bible tells us to do, you have a man over here, and he's the hondo end, and you've got the lady over here, and she's on this end. And when you got husbands that just take care of their wives and their wives that just love their husbands and we get our roles backwards, it's like trying to rope something without putting the rope through the hondo. We're just swinging 
Just a single loop on both ends trying to get things accomplished and then we wonder why things aren't working. But husbands, if you will love your wives as much as Christ loved the church, and I'm not talking about in an authoritative, demanding, pound your fist, fix me ham and eggs every single morning. I'm not talking about that. Because don't forget, guys, that Jesus washed His disciples' feet. He took care of them. He loved them so much that He was willing to get down on His hands and knees and wash their feet. Wives, it won't be a good idea if you ask your husbands to wash your feet. Although it might be a good test. I know my wife ain't going to wash my feet. She hates feet. (laughs) But whenever we have husbands loving wives, and we have wives taking care of husbands, then that becomes something that you can use. It becomes a loop that when it's thrown, you can catch your dreams, that you can catch it, whatever that you may be striving for. This is hard for me because I'm excellent, or at least I think I am, of taking care of my wife and my kids. I'm a sorry, sorry example of loving the wife, and I'm sorry for that. I wish I was better. But guys, it's not just me. Y'all need to be better. Your wives are a gift from God. And they are the most delicate flower in the world. And when you love her like Christ loved the church, then the blueprint starts to fall into place. Guys, you're the head of the household. It starts with you. But women, if your husband is loving you like he should, follow him. Follow his lead. I didn't say that you'd always agree with every decision that he makes or where he wants to go or what he wants to do. You should be a voice of reason because sometimes we're stupid. But just in case, be willing to follow your husbands. Kids, I didn't leave you out and neither did the Apostle Paul. In Ephesians chapter 6, which comes right after all of this, Paul is laying out the blueprint for, for family and for marriages. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul says, Children, you belong to the Lord, and you do the right thing when you obey your parents. The first commandment with a promise. Think about this for just a second. The very first commandment that was given that had a promise associated with it is for y'all kids. Jesus said, let the little children come. He loves y'all so much. The first commandment associated that has a promise attached to it says this, Obey your mother and father and you will have a long and happy life. A lot of parents leave out verse 4 though. Think about this, parents. Parents, don't be hard on your children. Raise them properly. Teach them and instruct them about the Lord. What I'm asking you to do today, my prayer for each and every one of you, is that whenever you go home today, men, you start it. It's your responsibility. You look at your wife in a brand new way, and I want you to devote more time taking care I'm sorry. Husbands, I want you to take more time in loving your wife than taking care of her. A miracle happened one time whenever my wife needed me and I wasn't doing a very good job. Somehow, God opened up a doorway into the toolbox that I had open and I was able to hear this. My wife was a little upset with me because I hadn't been loving her and she tried to tell me that. And I said... 
Honey, I go to work every day. I try to provide you with everything, food, blah, blah, blah. And I listed off everything that I had done. And she looked at me and she goes, and you know what? Those things are nice, but I could care less about it. I'd live in a shack somewhere if you would just love me. I'd trade it all. That's the way they feel. Now, granted, they like the big diamond rings and the pearls and the fancy shoes. God, they love shoes. <laughs> but God has planted something inside of them that requires our love, guys. I would hope that we would find the courage to be the godly men that he has called us to be and to love our wives. And I'm pretty doggone sure that if you do that, men that your wives will follow you wherever you want to go. Thanks for riding with us today. Our prayer is that God reached out and touched your heart and your guts. This is Kevin Weatherby again, and I'd like to invite you to attend one of our cowboy services in person. You just saddle up and ride on down to Kiowa, Colorado, and out to the Elbert County Fairgrounds every Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, you can mosey on by www.savethecowboy.com. We hope to see you real soon. Save the Cowboy is brought to you by Barry Ward at barrywardmusic.com. Tumbleweed Hay, you can reach them at 303-324-8217. If you're considering a new, expanded, or remodeled facility, go to www.westernllc.net to discover the Western difference. 303-407-3995 and the fine folks at Look East Realty, 303-644-4444. Hey, we want to hear what you have to say. It doesn't matter if you have a cowboy story, a testimony, or even a prayer request. Y'all just go to savethecowboy.com and click on the Contact Us page and we'll get right back to you. Until next time, this is Pastor Kevin Weatherby. We'll see you again real soon.